This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man back. He, of course, is America's mayor and always will be. It's Rudy Giuliani. Mayor, how are you? Good to see you. I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm doing good to see you. I'm doing very well. It's it's a pleasure to see you. It feel honestly, and I don't take this the wrong way. It's like I'm amongst family. All of a sudden, I have you on, and I should hold you up on high as the mayor and the prosecutor and and all of that. But but at the same time, I feel like you're my family. I hope that's okay. It sure is. And here we come to Easter. Happy right. Easter. Happy Easter to you as well. Um, I, I've got to ask you about what the heck's going on. You are a guy who sent a, who put the grand juries together a lot who um, indicted a lot of people, who took down some really, really bad guys. I don't think I've ever in my life, Mr. Mayor, maybe you can explain it, have I seen somebody like this DA in Manhattan have a 34-count indictment where he doesn't say what the guy did wrong? Um, I'm confused. You are correct to be confused. In fact, uh, uh, you're doing better than Trump's lawyers would do. (laughs) I do not understand. I I don't understand how... Just on a first reading of that indictment, you don't say uh, this can't be valid. You can't indict somebody for committing a crime. Right. So, I mean, the Constitution of the United States requires that a person, uh, a defendant, is apprised of the charges against him with sufficient specificity so that he can defend himself. Well, this was no specificity. Not even a designation. It could be one of 1,000 New York crimes. That's absurd, and it's a violation of the due process clause of the Constitution. Now, to preserve that, I really do think his lawyers made a terrible mistake in having him plead to the indictment. He should have refused to plead to the indictment, and they should have said, uh, Your Honor, my client cannot plead to this indictment because he doesn't know what it's saying. How can you expect him to give a response if he doesn't understand it? So you, uh, he wants to enter a plea of not guilty to what he heard was leaked illegally, right? Yeah. But now that he has a document, you're saying that he filed false records with the intent to commit a crime. Now there are 1,000 possibilities. And if they, if they don't specify uh, the crime, violent- Mr. Mayor, if they don't specify the crime, can he just not give a plea? Might they have, uh, they have put him in jail had he not taken a plea at all? Well, they could, he, would move, he would move to have the indictment struck. Okay. 
The, the judge would then have to decide. I mean, I, if the judge ruled that it was a proper indictment and ordered him to plead, he would he would have to do it. But the reason you do that, uh, uh, Joe, is to preserve the objection for the Supreme Court or the higher court. When you actually plead, I think they'd lose this argument because it was such a terrible mistake. Yeah. But uh, they, they're going to argue that he waived it, that he waived that objection. That objection had to be raised at that time so it could be cured. And he has knowledgeable lawyers. And for their own reasons, they waived it. That's why I think it was a terrible mistake. It's one of those things you can't get back. Well, it seems to be, and it's Rudy Giuliani. Go to RudyGiulianiCS.com. Rudy listen to his radio show every day. See him. He was on with Patrick Bed David yesterday. Great sit down. Great conversation. Go see that. Uh, Mr. Mayor, is it normal? for somebody to to enter an indictment and charge somebody without specifying the crime. The argument was by Alvin Bragg, by state law, I don't have to tell you what the crime is. Is that true? Yeah, there is no such state law. I've gone through uh, the state law. Um, I practice longer and at a much higher level than Alvin Bragg could ever even possibly do. do. I've checked with three criminals lawyers who are more active than I am. And we're all very anxious for him to give us the citation. I'll give you the citation that requires that you plead with specificity, which would contradict what he said. That's uh, New York Criminal Procedure Law, Section 200.50. People can go just put it in Google and they'll see there are very, very strict pleading requirements. And basically the theory of it is you have to tell the person what he's charged with. Now, doesn't that make sense? I mean, right. well, well, how can there he, are how, systems that... Yeah, how can, he, how can he build a defense if he doesn't know what he's charged with? Well, that's why it's a violation of due process. This, this would be more similar to what would happen in Red China, Soviet Russia, and Nazi Germany. Yeah. It's a great point. It's Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, CS. Check out his radio show every day. Amazing mind. Um, amazing American. Love him like a brother. Uh, so, so let me let me throw this out there. The lawyer is allegedly on Trump's side, and I think I saw Joe Tacopina say this. Um, they have said we couldn't ask for a dismissal because we didn't have time to read it yet. Once we read through it, then we'll ask for a dismissal. Does that make sense? No. It doesn't make sense. It's only 34 counts. I read through it before he pled. Why couldn't they? And that objection jumps out at you if he took just one a day of criminal law. I mean, I, the, the objection that you made originally, that objection took about uh, three minutes for me and my colleagues uh, to figure out. But when I saw the first count and I saw the word crime, I saw And I've written maybe a thousand indictments, right? Right. I know that once, when I put the word crime, I have to give a citation to the crime, and then I have to give a short description of the crime. So I went through the other 26 pages, and I didn't find it, and I said, this is a piece of junk. It should be thrown out by the... Actually, a lot of really good judges wouldn't even wait for the lawyer. Upon reading the indictment, if they found what we call a fatal deficiency, I've seen judges throw cases out their own. On their own. My judge I was a law clerk too, probably did it four or five times. Wow. He reads the indictment and he says, You fail to plead the statute correctly. Sorry. Now, what happens then is, depending on how egregious the mistake is, the judge will give you a chance to do it again, 
or he'll dismiss it with prejudice. If he dismisses it with prejudice, he can't do it again. Now, there's an argument for dismissing it with prejudice. This is seven years ago. Right. So if he if the judge would have bought the argument, I don't think he would. So you're really preserving this for appeal. But if he did, you would then say to him, Judge, what are you doing to me? This is seven years old. We're going to add more time to it. And it's their fault. And they're really the re- and there's a reason they put crime down, because Your Honor, they don't know what crime. Right. They they were going to go federal crime, uh, and then they heard all of this commentary that well uh, he can't charge a federal crime, and now they're looking for a state crime but they can't find one. Haven't they had enough time? And isn't it time to call call quits to this thing? I mean, at least you make these arguments, and then when you go up on appeal. You're probably going to get judges that are somewhat fairer than this guy. Well, I would imagine. I mean, this guy we know donated to Biden. We know that his daughter worked on the Harris campaign. Uh, so it's already a, a huge pool of bias, without a doubt. But, but, Mr. Mayor, is there a way that a local DA, like this Manhattan DA, is there a way for him to charge a New York state crime in relation to a federal election? Because that appears to be what he's trying to do, even though the FEC said no. We know the DOJ said no. We know that Alvin Bragg himself, before he became the DA, said no. Can he connect a state crime with a federal crime related to a general election? No, I don't see how he can, because it's the federal crime that makes it a felony. And that was passed by the Congress, not the state legislature. And he enforces the laws. He, he, he's sworn into a forest law of the state of New York, not the laws of the United States. That's the United States attorney who's three blocks away. And that was the job I did. So I, I uh, believe it or not, this has never been decided because nobody else was stupid enough to do it <laughs> uh, over all these years. I, I think that makes sense. And you're I mean, right. This guy through. is also. Go ahead. This guy is not exactly a criminal law A student. I mean, we're working more like at barely passing, I think. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. It's Rudy Giuliani, RudyGiuglianiCS.com. Uh, Go there, check out his radio show every day. Um, how about the whole idea, Mr. Mayor, of running for election, saying you're going to target one American citizen and then somehow winning the election? Letitia James did it, the AG of New York. This guy, Alvin Bragg, did it, the, the now DA in Manhattan. Uh, that To me, that smells incredibly unconstitutional to, to promise to take away somebody's civil rights should you win. How is that okay? It isn't, uh, it isn't, Joe. I mean, it, it really distorts completely the role of uh, the prosecutor, which is a very, very powerful position. I mean, after all, a prosecutor can take your liberty away. That's a, a very, very powerful position. Right. And if, if a prosecutor can run and target one person and basically say, uh, I don't, they, they don't even say what crime that we're going after. They're just going to look at his whole life and try to find a crime. Uh, again, it's our non-existent bar association that, you know, left wing after left wing and woke and everything else you'd like to say about it, that just lets these people, I mean, they let these liberal people get away with anything. I mean, they can blow up cars, beat up cops, and they can practice law. But if you represent Trump, they try to suspend you. 
Let me ask you this. Uh, does the mayor have any sway here? Does the mayor have any purview, any oversight? We know that New York spent over $200 million for Donald Trump to come in just to be uh, charged in this on a $130,000 you know, settlement case, basically. $200 million. Could, Al, could Eric Adams have said, could you, as the mayor, have said to Alvin Bragg, we're not doing this, this clown show. We're not doing this circus. Yeah. When I wanted to pressure DAs, it was real simple. I held their money back. Nice. I would do it quietly because I want to embarrass them. But I, I mean, the, the mayor could order the New York City Police Department not to help him. The mayor could say, look, you, uh, you got your own guards. Take your 12 guards and do it yourself, jerk. Right. Instead of 36,000 uh, NYPD yeah, officers. If he wanted to play, if it was a, if it was a Democrat, uh, mayor and a Republican DA, they they break as you know what. Yeah. Sure, the mayor has got tremendous hidden power. Look, I got rid of twelve thousand people, and people want to know, well, how the hell did I do that with the civil service laws? Well, I moved them to places that were so far away from where they live that they might as well go work in Alaska, and they got tired. So if you manage, if you're not a manage, you can manage your way through problems. The problem is that Democrats almost uniformly don't know how to manage. They are such uh, unrealistic dreamers that they don't think about things like, how do you make money? How do you pay for things? Is it practical? Are these people, should we evaluate people? And then cities fall apart. It's right. happening all over America. You name one city that's being being run well by a Democrat. There probably are a couple, but a couple out of 500. But I don't, know I don't, I don't even know of the couple. I don't even know of the couple. I'm, I'm with you on that. The, 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 the cities run by Democrats are largely falling apart, almost disappearing. And getting worse. It's uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani. RudyGiulianiCS.com is the website. Go check out everything he does. His, his radio show is amazing. I actually want to be as good as Rudy someday on the radio. Um, Rudy, looking at this going oh. forward, we, we, we know that the, the, the judge is biased. We know that his family is biased. We now know the judge financially paid into Act Blue and also paid into Joe Biden's um, um, his campaign specifically. How can he? How can we possibly have this guy preside? So, if you're the lawyer for Trump, what do you say? Do you ask for a change of venue? Do you ask for the judge to recuse? What do you say specifically legally to get this guy off the case? Both of those um, uh, change of venue and recusal. Although in this case, they have merit. I mean, they're not just what we would call a pro forma argument. They're real arguments. Uh, they're going to be dismissed. Uh, they would have helped themselves with a change, uh, with, with a dismissal by the judge or, or, or the judge recusing himself if they had made this motion attacking the validity of the indictment. Because uh, the argument is so obvious, like you, you picked it up immediately without my telling you that it doesn't charge a crime. And he's going to rule that that's okay. Right. That would immediately mind of the public solidify the argument that this guy is not a real judge. He's a political operative. And it would start to win over people that maybe are in the middle a little bit. Uh, their failure to do that and their being so silent made me somewhat nervous. I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty good evaluator of prosecutors and defense lawyers. I did it for a great deal of my, of my life. And, um, I was concerned at the lack of aggressive defense. 
you feel you feel they missed an opportunity. In other words, if they would have done it that day, they don't allow Alvin Bragg all this time between now and December, which is the next hearing, to, to build the case. They could have had it thrown out that day, and the judge, to save face, probably would have agreed. Yeah, I mean, Bragg would have to go. He, he would probably, we had probably, I think you had a chance to win the argument to have it thrown out. Because on its face, it's just so obvious. And, and then uh, you could probably appeal that and get it thrown out. You'd still have to have him plead then if the judge said plead, but right. fine. You'd be doing it under under objection, which wouldn't waive it. But se- second, if the judge denied it, the judge would sound unreasonable. You want him to sound unreasonable if you want to build up the pressure for him to recuse himself. And the odds of getting that is very, very small. The only time judges ever recuse themselves is when they themselves acknowledge the conflict or appearance of conflict. And they and it has to be an ethical judge. And I haven't seen anything or heard anything about this judge that suggests that he's ethical. It's such a, I mean, just the chess playing that you're doing in your mind now, not even involved in the case, just, just hearing it, it, it makes so much sense. The way that you spell it out is so intelligent. So what happens next? Again, Bragg wants another hearing in December. He would actually like to start the trial in January, of course, January of the election year, because he clearly is interfering with the election. Do Trump's lawyers have an opportunity here, Rudy, to say Alvin Bragg himself is interfering in a federal election? This case needs to go away. Yes. I mean, that's an, uh, again, it's, it's what you would call an argument of first impression, never yeah. been made before, but it's never come up before. So that's why it's never been made before. Uh, yeah. And also, you know, uh, it occurred to me last night during the discussion we were having and the one you were talking about, because we had a really good discussion about the election. And um, the idea that they want to go to trial in January, if they're serious about it, suggests that they really want to interfere with his getting nominated. You know, a lot of people are saying they're trying to help him get nominated. Because they think he's the weakest candidate. I don't believe that. Yeah, I don't either. I don't believe that. And I'll tell you why. I don't think even they care if he's the weakest candidate or not. There's only one way that Donald Trump can become president again. He has to be nominated. So if you really are intent on keeping him out, and this is life or death for you, and I think it is, you take both shots at him. You try to keep him out of the primary. And then from your point of view, God forbid you don't, you try to get him to lose. But you don't you don't play this silly game that only amateurs in politics would play. I, I, I love how your mind works. That spelled it all out so clearly to, to, to me and to my audience. Thank you, sir. Uh, Rudy, thanks for jumping in the chair today. I know how busy you've been this entire week and making time for us is always special. Thank you. Let's talk about it again in the coming weeks as this thing continues to develop. OK, no, I'm, uh, you know, what? you know, I love to be with you. So questioning is terrific. So anytime you want, I'm there. You're the man. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. We're back after this. Stay right here. Yeah. Joe Pags. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory... Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, 
to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I appreciate you stopping by. Hopefully you had a great week. I certainly try to bring the best we could of the Trump indictments and the Trump arrest and all that stuff. Uh, all these interviews will be up on Rumble. Make sure, make sure you go to JoePags.com and click on Watch. For Polo, for Sam, for Carrie, I'm Joe. Have a great Easter if you celebrate this weekend. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Back on Monday. Talk soon. This is the Joe Pegg Show.